Welcome to Home Mother. This is KPFT Houston 90.1. I'm your host, Pat Jones. Home Mother is a voice in our community which educates and informs us. There are many decisions to be made out there as a parent, grandparent, and uncle, neighbor, birthing person, friend. Home Mother believes that we need to always make our choices out of rational thinking. Choices that are made through education and research, not out of fear, especially fear that is imposed by those who stand to profit from our choices. It is hoped that the education you receive on this show will contribute to changing the way we birth and the way we parent. All humans are born good. I've seen more than 3,000 babies come into the world, and I can tell you, there are no bad babies. There are no bad humans. All babies are born exactly the same in their goodness, their innocence, their curiosity, their brilliance, their ability to love and to trust. They are all born the same in their delight in the world, their happiness. It doesn't matter what country they're born in, what skin color they have, what language they're learning to speak, or how much money is in their family. We are all born with the same goodness. We all come into the world with the same potential. If that's true, that all humans are born without hate, judgment, shame, jealousy, then where do we learn those qualities if we're not born with them? Whole Mother is here to look at our parenting, which begins in the very first moment of birth. It's my belief that we make decisions about life from the very first moment, first hours, first days, first weeks, first years are critical to tell our children that their needs will be met, that they're safe and that they're cared for and that their feelings are valued. My guest this morning, I am so excited for you to uh, hear what she has to say naturopath Tracy Southwick. She's been serving others in the holistic health world for over 28 years. I think I knew her back in the beginning. Her passion has always been to educate and inspire all people to address their health concerns from a mind, body, spirit perspective. Through the years, Tracy has hosted three radio shows, has regular appearances on Fox 26 in Houston, and she's spoken at multiple conferences and seminars. She just spoke recently uh, at a seminar, and she'll tell us about that. Uh, she founded Heights of Health Holistic Health Clinic in the Houston Heights in 2007, and her love of teaching led her to open Mind, Body, Spirit Release Academy in 2020. Tracy and her staff, she has a wonderful staff, guide their clients to reach their health goals, as well as to train health practitioners and doctors from around the world how to integrate her proprietary holistic techniques into their practices. We need so much more of this in our, our health care. So, Welcome to Whole Mother, Tracy. First of all, is there a little more you might tell us about your journey to to this place in your life today? Um, we'd we love absolutely, to hear. 
Okay. Thank you. And thank you for having me on, Pat. It's it's been a few years since I've gotten to connect with you. And it's just yes. so wonderful to to hear your voice and see you again. So I'm honored to be here. Thank you. I feel exactly so the same. We're very oh, honored to have you. Thank you so much. So um, like many people in this field, I started because of my own health problems. I was born into a very Western medicine dominated family. We went, you know, every time I had a sniffle, I went and got antibiotics. Um, I, you know, we just, my parents were very loving and wonderful, but that was just the, you know, the, the paradigm that I was brought up in. And in my early twenties, I got very sick and went from doctor to doctor trying to find out what was, what was wrong. I couldn't get out of bed. I had been married. I had just got married, came home from the honeymoon and wasn't able to literally get out of bed for months and finally ended up, um, that a neighbor recommended I go to a health food store. And I, I felt like I had nothing to lose at that time. So my mother drove from a neighboring town. I was in, out, I grew up in Houston, but I was living out in the Texas Hill Country at that time. And she drove um, over from Wimberley to where I lived and um, took me to the next town to a health food store. And they said, oh, what you have, uh, that's easy. <laughs> uh, even though the doctor that finally diagnosed me said, you'll be in and out of bed for the rest of your life. You know, you're never going to lead a, a normal life. You won't be able to hold down a job. And this is just how you're going to be. I was in my early 20s, so it was devastating. And all he could offer at that time was a prescription for Prozac, which I, um, you know, quickly tore up because that wasn't the issue. And I, at least I knew that at the time I was like, well, this isn't a depression issue. This is, there's something else going on. So back to the health food store, the woman working there said, oh, super easy. All you need to do is change your diet and take these herbs. And I had been living on literally cakes and candies and all kinds of very, very sweet neighbors were bringing food over because they were trying to, you know, that was their love language in, in a small town, somebody's suffering and everybody gathers around and, and brings them food, but it was not the healthiest food for me. Uh, and, and diet Dr. Pepper on top of that. So I was not eating very well. Um, so I changed my diet and started taking the supplements that she recommended and was literally out of bed in two weeks. It was, wow. it was a game changer for me wow. and it opened up a whole new world for me. And I literally wanted to stand on top of the mountain and say, wow, there's a different way. There's another yes. way. Yes. And I just, I'd learned everything I could. I would, you know, check out books from the library. I would, I know Pat, you remember this long before the internet, you would have to go to magazines and you'd flip to the back of the magazine and they'd have a little ad for maybe a book or a supplement or a course. And you'd cut that ad out and write a check and mail it off. And about six weeks later, you get the book in the mail. Yes. So I did that and just soaked up everything I could. And then I started, I opened a health food store in a town called Fredericksburg, which is out in the, in the hill country. And that's where I started doing radio and I loved it so much um, just because you get to, you get to share with so many more people and touch, you know, hopefully touch so many more people's lives. So I, I became a naturopath during that time uh, when I was out there, worked with an integrative medical doctor. I ended up a few years after that selling my business there, moving back um, to Houston um, and that's, you know, where I, I, I was divorced in, in that, uh, path. And so, 
uh, it was logical for me to kind of go home to Houston. And I did that with, um, and, and remarried eventually and opened up um, Heights of Health from then. And I actually had been seeing clients out of my house. You might've come to me uh, before I opened the clinic in, in my house. And my husband just said, Tracy, this is, this is just too much to have people coming in and out of the house six days a week. Yes, um, I remember. Yes. Yeah. So we ended up opening up Heights of Health and I literally handpicked um, several of my clients and said, would you like me to train you to do what I do and become, you know, natural health practitioners and, and, you know, Sonia and Stacy and Heather, and, um, they were all clients of, of mine and they're still with me to this day. So I'm so, so fortunate that I have amazing staff. We've been open for, um, 16 years. We just passed our 16 year mark at the beginning of this month and uh, still loving it and just love love serving Houston and beyond. We see people from all over the world, actually, virtually and, and in person. And it's just such a rewarding, as you know, it's, it's just such a rewarding path to be on. It's such a testimony to the disadvantages of our medical model uh, yeah. and our capitalistic society. Yes. Uh, that's not always about what's best for someone's health or well-being or yeah. future. It's more about how we make money. Yeah, profits. Um, Absolutely. Yes. So um, I'd like the audience to hear a little more about what you do at Heights of Health. Uh, what kinds of um, what kinds of situations might someone come to you? What could you help them do? Just I'd like the audience to know a little more about what what what's a naturopath. Okay, absolutely. So there are two kind of key um, themes that you should see with a naturopath. Now I'm a traditional naturopath. There are naturopathic medical doctors, which is very different. And I believe um, there are maybe seven or eight states where you can be licensed as a, as a medical naturopath and they can do minor surgeries and um, they go through more of a medical system, you know, approach to uh, medicine and, and very, very successful and wonderful um, clinicians. I work um, from traditional naturopathy, which is a very mind, body, spirit approach. A lot of people will say or interchange the term holistic with natural, and that's not, not the case most of the time. Holistic is looking at the whole body. You're looking at the mind, the body, the spirit, the energetic body um, as well. And you're really addressing everything around that person's life. Whereas Natural can simply be someone wants to lower cholesterol. They can take red yeast rice extract instead of a statin drug and have similar results. So it's a more natural approach, but it's not getting to the root of what the issue is. And it's not addressing everything within that body's field, that person, because it, we're intertwined, right? We're in this great matrix of life and all of our actions will affect each other. Um, and their actions affect us. And so we come from that approach of let's, let's look at the whole body truly holistically. And um, we also believe that there are two primary causes of imbalance in the body or in the field, we call it the field. And that would be the first one would be um, deficiency. So deficiency, or they sometimes call it malnutrition, but deficiency is, um, could be nutritional, right? It could be vitamin D deficiency could be certain vitamins or nutrients, 
but it also can be a deficiency in love, right? Or a deficiency in physical contact, which we all saw through COVID, right? How hard that was on so many people that they didn't have that connection, that physical connection with people. We all need hugs, you know, we all need touch. And those, that's just so important for our health and well-being. And you of course can have a spiritual deficiency, something, some, a lack of, of spiritual connection. And then the other part of that is toxicity. So the second part of what causes imbalance or dis-ease in our body is um, toxicity. And so, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the physical toxicity part today uh, or a big chunk of that physical toxicity part. There's also emotional toxicity, right? If we're holding on to emotions and that's what I teach with my academy, it's called Mind, Body, Spirit Release Academy. It's a way to help identify those emotional toxins that people are holding on to and helping people release them and move past them. So I do a lot in that arena in the clinic as well. And then we're always, you know, wanting to support people's uh, spiritual growth and, and making sure that they're not maybe harboring emotions that cause what we would call spiritual toxicity. So if you're holding on to maybe uh, unforgiveness, that could keep you from having the most, um, you know, healthy, maybe spiritual relationship, whatever your spiritual beliefs are, but just that whole concept of, of wanting to attain something higher and connect to something that's higher than, than we are. So we always look at things from that approach. Um, we have a holistic, we have two holistic therapists on staff, one of whom, you know, well, um, Heather Goodwin, she's amazing. She runs the holistic therapy department. And we, so some people will take that route where it's really emotionally based. They come in, they want to create new um, patterns of behavior in life. They want to uh, get past, you know, they want to reach goals. They want to figure out where it's more than a, a, a coach. It kind of sounds like I'm talking about a life coach. It's not, it's really about combining that emotional clearing part, the mind, body, spirit release part with developing new patterns and new habits of behavior. So it's not really as much talk therapy is let's just figure out what is blocking you release that and help you move forward. Um, So we've got that aspect. And then we've got um, the holistic wellness aspect, which is where I work uh, primarily where people will, um, will do an assessment with a a system that assesses the biofield. So what imbalances do we have in the body? It's a system that can be used virtually. So remotely or in person, and it scans your biofield remotely. It uses the voice because the voice is an imprint of everything that's going on in the body. It's incredibly accurate. It's amazing. Um, it's a lot of fun to do. And that goes into the emotional and physical aspects of what's going on in the body that is out of balance. And what does the body want to bring back into balance? So we're looking for those underlying causes where are those distortions in the body's blueprint for health that we can actually help bring back into balance and allow the body to heal itself because, you know, we're not healing the body. The person in the body is the one that has that magnificent internal innate healing ability. So we just try to support the body on all those levels so that the body can come back into balance. And it's, it's so amazing um, just to see people's lives change. A lot of people, as you can imagine, that come to us have gone to many medical doctors and the doctors say, well, your blood work is great. You're fine. There's nothing I can do. And, and they know that 
they're out of balance. They know that they don't feel good all day. They don't have the energy that they need to have or they should have. And uh, they know they're not sleeping well, but they're just not getting their answers from, you know, that, that Western model. So we get a lot of those people um, that come in and uh, pretty much every age and every, you know, walk of life we see and, you know, we take it back to the basics. What are those things stopping the person from being able to heal themselves? And how can we get that information, whether it's through the, through food, lifestyle, supplements, homeopathics, infaceuticals, whatever it is, how do we get that information into the body so the body can correct itself? Yes. Uh, would you maybe have an example of, of some, one of these that you might share with the audience so they get a true picture of what the power is here? Okay. Oh, gosh, let me think. Um, actually, one that's relevant to what we are um, going to talk about today, mm-hmm. uh, and this is more on the physical level, uh, but it is very relevant. There was a, a little boy that, or mother who brought her son, I think he was about 10 years old, um, to see me a few years ago. And I scanned him on this machine and it came up with a lot of pesticides. And I started talking to the mom. She was very holistic. So she said, we don't use anything in our house. You know, it's everything is pure, clean. We don't use anything. And so his issue, biggest issue was migraine headaches. And we kept talking about it. And finally, she said, she told me it was a pattern. Every Sunday night, it would get really bad. And it was bad during the week, but it would get better and better until Saturday. And then Sunday night, it would get really bad. So I'm thinking, okay, is it a school thing? Is he, you know, having anxiety about school? So we ruled that out. Um, And she had an aha moment. She said, well, he goes out bicycle riding every Sunday night with his friends. And that's when they spray the neighborhood with mosquito spray in Houston. So a lot of our neighborhoods, I used to chase after the mosquito trucks when I was a kid. So who knows how much I got dosed, doused with mosquito spray, but we were able, I never would have come to that conclusion had we not seen in the scan that pesticides was the issue. So we, um, and started doing some detox for pesticides. And within one month, his migraines were totally gone. We continued for a little longer after that. And of course she stopped letting him go bicycle riding on Sundays. Um, but it was an amazing, you know, turnaround yeah. with, you know, he, and he had actually gone to an MD and they said, I don't know, we can give you a prescription, but they never looked for the cause. So just finding that cause within a month, his body was able to get rid of, you know, the toxins. That was just the body saying, Hey, there's something wrong. Help me. I need some help. I I think what you just said is uh, really great value here. Uh, We don't look for the cause. We treat the symptoms. We treat what we see, but we don't look at what caused that. Um, Right. Absolutely. And it's going to show up somewhere else if you don't take care of it. I see that a lot with, you know, one of the things that we work with sometimes is, um, you know, people that have gone through cancer, you know, treatments, and there's always a a really strong emotional component to it. And we're always saying you need to get to that route. You know, you've got to figure out what that emotional component is because it will show up somewhere else if you don't address it. Um, 
And when people address it, it's amazing how much more effective they're that whatever treatment they choose to use, how much more effective it is. Yes. Uh, tell the audience the name of your practice and how they could reach you. Where are you located? Uh, okay. Website. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So it's called Heights of Health. If you're not from Houston, the reason it's called Heights of Health is because we're in a neighborhood called the Heights. <laughs> and um, it, our website is www.heightsofhealth.com. That's pretty easy. And you can get all the information on there. You can certainly reach out to us there. And it has a lot more information about the things that we offer, uh, both in person and remotely. We do a lot of Zoom um, consultations with people and, and work with people from from all over uh, because sometimes people live in places where they don't have uh, access right. to you know to holistic clinics or the the care that they want so that's one of the the beauties right that came out of yes. gotta look at the positive that came out of covid that's one of the things where yes. people have been more open to working with others and we do energy work um our, our version of energy work that we created at the clinic um, so we, we actually do some, when people are, you know, wanting to go down that path, we do that as well. Very good. Uh, recently you spoke at a, um, at a seminar, uh, tell us about that. Um, is it possible for someone to access that talk and what was it about? Absolutely. Um, I can give you the, I don't know the, it's on YouTube. <laughs> I don't, it just, it was just recorded. We'll have it on our website, but if there's a, you know, a place that you post things, I can certainly give you the the link to it. All right. Um, but I'll talk probably about a lot of that stuff here if you want to. Yes. Um, so people won't have to listen to it if they, they'll, they'll get most of the information here. Uh, but it was with a, uh, a clinic, um, um, Dr. Ron Swatsian, he has a clinic in Houston where he um, works with neurological disorders and he works with children with ADHD. He works with um, stroke, recovering stroke victims. He works with um, people with Parkinson's, any kind of neurological seizure disorders, those kinds of things. And he has a very interesting way to um, address them in terms of using EEGs to look at different areas of the brain and figure out what's firing, what's not firing, and he can figure out what parts of the brain need support. And uh, like he always says, you know, he knows the, the neck up. And one of the reasons that he had me on is because he wanted to talk about other causes versus, you know, yes, there's something firing wrong in this lobe of the brain, but we don't know why. So I went into, you know, talking about toxic agriculture and how a lot of these pesticides and herbicides, insecticides that we are being exposed to, whether we want to or not, are causing um, not only neurological issues, but all kinds of reproductive issues. And, um, you know, you name it, pretty much any symptom can, um, that can be something that could be caused by excess exposure to, um, some kind of agricultural toxin. It's very scary for me. Um, yeah. I, I I feel worried about what's out there that we're just not aware of. Uh, but but tell the audience uh, what are pesticides exactly? Okay, absolutely. And I, I'm glad you said that. I'm not glad that you said that you're scared. Yes. But I'm glad that you brought that up because it can be very scary. Um, absolutely. And my. Um, 
purpose for talking about this is only for awareness. I don't want to bring any fear into people's life, any more fear than we already have. Right. Um, But I'm going to, I will give some solutions. So I'm not, we're not going to be just, oh my goodness, this is what's going on in the world. I want to present some solutions for people as well, but awareness is really important. Um, Definitely important because sometimes people, you know, they have no idea that they're, you know, inadvertently maybe exposing themselves and their family members to certain chemicals. So back to your question, pesticides. So a pesticide is essentially anything that kills, it's a chemical that kills something that you don't want in your environment. So that's kind of the big umbrella description of a pesticide. So a pesticide could be an herbicide. It could be an insecticide. It could be a molluscicide that would kill like snails it could be a fungicide. And, you know, it's interesting. I haven't seen anybody talk about this, but I started to, as I was putting this talk together, I started to think, you know, we've also got all the chemicals that were sprayed during COVID, like in the schools, Mm -hmm. all the, you know, quote unquote, antiviral cleaning chemicals that were, those could be considered pesticides, all the antibacterial hand sanitizers that people use, those could be considered pesticides. Um, and they have a lot of toxins in them and we absorb them through our skin. I mean, the biggest pores in our body are the bottoms of our feet and our hands. And when people are constantly rubbing those chemicals on their hands, then they're absorbing those chemicals into their bodies. And a lot of them are endocrine disruptors or you know, yes. mess with a lot of functions in our bodies. Yes. So um, are there other places we get exposed to these toxins? Oh, there are lots of places. Um, (laughs) So um, I'll go through a few of of the areas. Um, And let me kind of back up to your question about pesticides. Glyphosate is probably the most commonly known one, which is what Roundup. Uh, the, the active ingredient around it, but we've got atrazine, which is very common. That's the one, if you've heard of it, that turns male frogs to female frogs. That's kind of scary. Yes. Um, and that one is banned actually was banned in 2004 in, um, in the EU, but we still use it in the United States and it's very, very heavily sprayed on corn and canola. So that's, Taking from there to where do we get them? Our food supply is a huge source of these pesticides. Um, obviously, uh, you probably uh, your your listeners are probably well aware of this, but non-GMO, uh, genetically modified foods are m- typically modified so that you can spray heavy doses of glyphosate on them. So those will have more glyphosate. However, even if something is considered non-GMO, that just means this the seeds weren't genetically modified, they can still be sprayed with glyphosate. So they, they use it as a desiccant. So grains like wheat, um, for example, they will spray the field when the wheat is ready with glyphosate to dry it out really quickly. So you can be getting Saying something that saying something is non-GMO does not necessarily mean it doesn't have glyphosate. So more reason to really focus on organic because organic, they're not allowed, certified organic are not allowed to spray glyphosate at all, even as a desiccant. 
So that's important. That environmental working group, ewg.org comes out every year with the clean 15 um, foods and the dirty dozen. It's now it's like dirty dozen plus two or something like that. But the uh, agricultural um, crops, the produce that is most heavily pesticide ridden. And usually those top, I want to say those top 12 or 14 crops account for 80 something percent of the pesticide exposure that we have in our produce. So it's a great resource to go to because those are the foods you want to make sure you get organically. And uh, it's usually thin skinned things like, you know, strawberries and blueberries and apples and stuff like that. They just absorb a lot more. Um, Another way that you can get them is from animals that were fed. So if you're a meat eater and you're, you know, eating beef that was fed heavily pesticide laden um, food, then that's going to transfer onto you. Farm raised fish and seafood is another one. Um, there's a lot of runoff from creeks, from, from farms, right? Into creeks and into ponds and things like that. Uh, rainwater, 80% of the rainwater um, tested had glyphosate in it. So it's in the air, it's in the rainwater. Uh, and I'm again, I'm not saying this for people to be scared. There are solutions and we'll talk about that. Um, in your houses, lawn sprays. So, you know, people spray their lawn with pesticides and then they go out and walk on the lawn or their pets walk on the lawn and you absorb that through your skin. Um, Home pest control. There are, if you're in an area where you need home pest control, there are natural solutions. You can make them up yourself. You can create them yourself. Or uh, like my husband makes one that's made from vinegar, salt, and a little bit of soap. And, you know, it's not the same as Roundup. It takes maybe three days to kill a weed versus three minutes, but um, it's, it's definitely a, a healthier version yes. to have around your house. I had a man a few years ago come to me, actually, it was the beginning of COVID. And um, he, I kept coming up with pesticides when I would test him. And finally, after about the third visit, his wife said he was, maybe it was the second visit, I can't remember. Um, he was the... Um, representative for, it might've been Roundup, but it was for a major pesticide company for years. He had been selling and demonstrating these pesticides and he was obsessed with Roundup and he couldn't handle having a weed anywhere on his property. So every day he would walk around the property and spray. And this man had Alzheimer's and it was, it was progressing pretty quickly. And I said, I can't help you unless you stop the source. And he couldn't, he, it was so ingrained in him to do this, that he couldn't give that up. Uh, and I said, well, here's the recipe, you know, you can do this, but it was, it was really sad because I was, it was almost like kind of, you know, beating your head against the wall because I knew what would help him, but he couldn't get rid of the exposure yes. to allow his body to do some healing. So um, that, that is an important thing to look at is that exposure. So we've got, um, you know, things like lice treatments are, are pretty toxic and you're absorbing that through your skin. Like I was talking about earlier, the city mosquito spraying um, is a big, um, a big exposure, especially in Houston, because it's so common. They actually spray above us. My daughter after Harvey was playing tennis and she looked up and a plane flew really low above her 
And I had told her that they were spraying. And so she, she had nowhere to go. And so she covered her head and all of the kids that were on the tennis court were covered in this white film. Oh my God. And it was the city just spraying blanket uh, spraying for who knows what chemicals were in there for mosquitoes. Yeah. Um, it's in the water supply for sure. Pretty much. Oh, and if you go to the environmental working group, you can type in your zip code or your town and they have a great resource for what kinds of chemicals are in your water. So it will tell you, for instance, 80% of Texas has radioactive elements in their water. So we all have pesticides in Texas, not we all, but most of Texas, Houston certainly has pesticides and heavy metals and arsenic and all kinds of chemicals, of course, medication. So filtering your water is incredibly important. Getting a really good water filter in a Brita doesn't do it. Um, Brita will take out you know, some chlorine and, and maybe if you've got uh, lead in your water, but I'm um, getting, it's, if you can investing in a good water filter is super important. Um, like a reverse osmosis type of filter. That would be a good one. Yeah. That's good. Distilling is, is the best. So if you have distilling and then adding minerals, or if you do reverse osmosis, but if you have a, if I had a choice and could do anything distilling um, because it's the only one that we know of that, that gets rid of radioactive elements. Um, I have a unit that filters the water in our house through zeolite, which will pull out a lot of the heavy metal. I mean, the, it will pull out heavy metals, but radioactive elements as well. So um, you can get countertop uh, reverse osmosis units. You can get countertop distilling units um, that are, you know, it's they're a um, few hundred dollars, but if you look at how much you're spending on, bottled water if that's what you're doing right. that's you know in plastic you're you're going to save money in the long run right or how much you might spend on a medical problem good point in yeah very very good yeah. point very good point so golf courses one of the questions we ask everybody that comes in is do you live near a golf course or on a golf course or next to a freeway so those are places where people get a lot more toxicity. They use a ton of pesticides on golf courses, right? Because they, and I'm a golfer, so um, they have to look pristine and beautiful. Right, right. Um, and parks, you know, they spray parks and schools and buildings. And when you travel, um, that's another one that's a, a kind of a hidden exposure. So if you travel, especially to Mexico or uh, a place, maybe a, a place that's more, um, warm weather, tropical, they don't want you to see uh, roaches in your room. So they frequently spray those places with pesticides or, and they certainly don't want bed bugs. So some of the places will, um, you know, bomb rooms, people's rooms, just to make sure that there aren't, aren't uh, bed bugs. And I'm not saying that to scare people about traveling, but I've had multiple people have neurological issues after going to stay in some of the resorts. So you can actually call the resort and request ahead of time, please don't spray my room, um, you know, with pesticides, I'm sensitive to pesticides and they'll make a note of that. Mm -hmm. um, or I wipe down, you know, some of my countertops and I always bring slippers. So I'm not walking barefoot in the room, mm -hmm. that kind That's of good. thing. So there are things you can do to mitigate it. It doesn't mean you can't go travel those places. It just means, mm -hmm. you know, you have to be, be smart careful, about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I saw one hint about uh, putting your luggage into the bathtub instead of setting it out on, you know, oh. uh, to lay it in the bathtub because they had cleaned the bathtub. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's a good idea. I hadn't thought about that. Definitely. So in airplanes, if you've ever flown to Asia, 
once you get lots of the countries, not everywhere in Asia, but once you get on the airplane, they close the doors and the flight attendants will come down, open all the compartments and come down the aisles and spray with pesticides to make sure that we're not, you know, inadvertently bringing Bringing some kind of a bug or disease. That sounds terrible. But But there are solutions. You're you're breathing for a long flight like that. I know, I know. And my, I've had flight attendants, uh, one in particular who was really sick. She was miserable. Um, and she did one of those legs to Asia. And she told me she was the one that would walk down the, the aisles mm-hmm. with those. And she had terrible bron- brain fog, was really tired all the time. She felt horrible, achy. And once we detoxed pesticides from her system, she felt normal again. Wow. That's a great story. Yeah, it can make a big difference. So there are yes. there are solutions for sure. Can we test for uh, uh, toxins in our bodies? There are ways definitely to do it. And uh, there are urine tests and blood tests. So, you know, if you go to a functional medicine doctor, even look online, uh, we don't do functional, we can order functional medicine testing, but we don't do it very often. We use bioenergetic testing, which again is testing the, the biofield, the body's field. And we use a lot of, we do a lot of uh, muscle response testing too, that helps you can, there's a available, I think it's less than a hundred dollars, um, a glyphosate skin prick test that you can, um, buy online and it's easy. You just, I think you probably just mail it back into them and they'll tell you the levels of glyphosate if you have it. Um, and we do what's called the pulse test, which is kind of a joke that we say at our clinic. Um, it just means if you have a pulse, then you've been exposed to pesticides, so, <laughs> especially in the United States. That's the truth. Yes. Well, what, what are some symptoms of exposure that someone might uh, be experiencing? And maybe they don't even realize that that could be a toxin exposure. Absolutely. No, that's a great question. So there are kind of categories that I would put this in. And neurological is usually the first, because if you think about a lot of pesticides, especially the insecticides, their goal is to disrupt the nervous system of that insect to kill it. So of course, it's probably going to disrupt our nervous system just at a smaller level. But if it builds up in the body, then it can cause bigger issues. So migraines, like I was telling the story earlier, is pretty common, but mood disorders, anxiety is a big one that I see because the nervous system becomes irritated. Um, Neurodegeneration. So you look at diseases where there's neurological degeneration, memory issues is a big one, foggy brain, that kind of thing. Tremors is also another big one that I see dizziness and seizures, Um, gastrointestinal. So if somebody is, is being exposed to it through food, um, it can cause a lot of gut disorders, leaky gut, very common with glyphosate. So glyphosate causes a lot or can cause a lot of leaky gut issues. Glyphosate actually disrupts, I think it's 291 enzymes in the body and it destroys the microbiome of the gut. So it kills your good bacteria in the gut. So being very aware of that um, and protecting your microbiome is really important And there are some good products like humic acids uh, are amazing in uh, sealing up the tight junctures in the intestines so that glyphosate can't poke holes in in those um, and cause leaky gut and come out into the body. 
So I actually, especially when I eat out, we eat all organic here at the house or everything that we can. But when I eat out, I always take some kind of a binder that's got humic acid in it um, that will help seal up that gut and absorb any of the pesticides that I might be exposed to. So pain, cramping, you know, in the intestines, loss of appetite, it can cause diarrhea, um, vomiting, bloating, you know, people that come and just say, I just feel bloated every time I eat that can be, if not caused by exacerbated by certain pesticides. Um, and one area I see a lot of is mitochondrial dysfunction. So the mitochondria, as you know, Pat is where you produce most of the energy in your body. And it's where you produce ATP, which is the, the currency of energy is essentially in your body. And um, pesticides, certain pesticides can disrupt that that uh, production cycle. So the, the Krebs cycle and the electron transport chain, depending on where it affects those molecules. And it can cause, of course, fatigue, right? If you're low energy, it can cause fatigue. I mean, if you're not producing enough energy, then you're going to be tired. It can cause sleep disruption, hormonal issues. So if your mitochondria is not functioning well, your body's going to shut down hormone production. Um, so that's really important, slow healing, slow recovery, um, somebody who can't, uh, produce muscles, like works out all the time, can't produce muscles, can't lose weight, can't keep on weight. Those kinds of, of issues can be there too. But then if it's, if it's an inhaled, uh, pesticide, it can cause chronic coughing and asthma is one I see a lot, um, skin rashes, itching people that itch all over <laughs> tingling, um, allergies, a lot of, you know, allergy symptoms, people think, uh, even with food allergies, it's interesting because people say I'm allergic to wheat, um, or I'm sensitive to wheat, but then if they have like a non-modified organic wheat, uh, like maybe einkorn, um, they don't have issues with it. So it's the modification of the wheat plus all the chemicals that are in there. So it's not always the food. Sometimes it's what's sprayed on the food that the person's reacting to. And of course, because your liver and kidneys have to detoxify the um, pesticides, it can cause damage um, or lower functioning liver and kidney issues. And, you know, as you know, several of these are carcinogenic, um, you know, and we shouldn't be allowing them. <laughs> but as, as you know, uh, follow the money and you can, you know, you can see where that, um, you know, intense, uh, desire for profit overrides um, the health, unfortunately, of of our people. It's very sad. I know. To see. Yes. So, are are there any other suggestions for how we can test for th these components in our bodies? You certainly can test. Well, I would test your water supply, mm -hmm. um, and there are tests you can actually get at Home Depot or Lowe's. You can get a little water supply. If it's in your water supply, it's in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would get a, I want to say they were like 10 or $20 and it tests different elements. Just ask somebody at the front desk. You probably buy them online too, but, uh, where's a water testing kit and it'll test for like iron and chlorine and pesticides. Mm -hmm. So that would be a good place to start. Um, you can look at the environmental working group too. um, look at symptoms, you know, I mean, you certainly, if you're concerned about it, you can get some blood work done. You can do the skin prick test or get some kind of bioresonance or bioenergetics testing done to see if it shows up as an issue that you need to deal with at this time. 
Um, one of the things, if if you are, if, if this is something that um, you feel is an issue and you want to look further into it, uh, don't just jump into doing a detox. If you don't have the energy production, so if your mitochondria are, are under-functioning, you don't have the energy production probably to detoxify and move out these toxins. So you want to make sure you optimize your energy production. There's a, a very, very effective and important step-by-step -step procedure you need to go through, even though you can individualize it, but you need to go through to move toxins out of the body. And the first thing to do is you've got to get the energy up because if you don't have enough energy and you start stirring up these toxins, your body's just going to move it to someplace else. It's not going to have the energy to move those toxins out. You want to make sure that um, the cells of the body have very healthy cell membranes. So if your cell membranes are inflamed, if you've got a lot of inflammation in the body, um, or if those cell membranes are rigid, which happens from eating a lot of cell seed oils like canola oil and um, those kinds of oils really toxic to the cell membrane, you cannot move nutrition into the cells and toxins out. So that's those two things are really important before you start. Then you need to make sure the drainage pathways are open. You need to make sure you're having at least a couple of bowel movements a day. You're drinking enough water that you're able to flush things out. Um, so that as you stir things up, they're coming out of the body. So those are some really important steps. Those need to happen before you really start in down that path of, of full on detoxification. Um, there, are, there are so many people out there that work in this realm that can help you through that process. Just make sure that those steps are addressed with the person that you talk to. So optimizing mitochondria, making sure the cell membranes are healthy, um, by reducing inflammation in the body. Um, I forgot the most important thing, but I'll tell you that at the end, reducing inflammation, making sure your drainage pathways are open, things can move out and then move into detoxification. But before you even, or while you're doing it, you've got to remove the sources. So like the man I was telling you who wouldn't stop spraying, you, you can't detox at the same time. You're just being exposed to it over and over and over again, because your body, you're never going to get ahead of it. You'll be on a, a treadmill or, or what is it? They, they have the, um, but you'll just be running in circles yeah. essentially. But uh, how do we figure out how we're being exposed to it? Um, so look at your home first. So the, the things that you have control over. So look at your water supply, look at what chemicals are you using around your household? Look at, um, you know, are you using pest control of any kind and, and change to a natural, they call it green pest control. Same with your yard. Make sure that that's, um, you know, you're using natural, natural things there. Um, that, that would be the first place. If, um, you know, if you work outside of the home, then you can find out when, um, you know, certain things are being sprayed at, at your office. You can talk to, you know, the person who owns the building or, you know, HR, or if you own the building, you can have control over it there and, um, you know, make either recommend or request a more natural solution to it. And they usually, to be honest, they usually cost the same, at least around here. Maybe it's because there's more competition, but they're pretty much the same price and that you don't have to go have them come as often. 
So some people will have pest control. The chemicals come every month. I pay the same um, twice a year for natural. So they use, they use boric acid or um, borax in a liquid state or essential oils and or essential oils. And they spray it around the house and it literally lasts six months or more. I even have for flea control, because this is an area we didn't even talk about, but you can, um, these are really toxic to our pets as well. So there are natural flea retardants that you can use sprinkle out on your yard because Houston has terrible fleas. Um, actually it's, uh, I believe it's a bacteria that you can sprinkle out on your yard that eats the eggs of the fleas. So fleas can't reproduce if they get into your yard and it'll last six months. I wish I had the name for you. I don't, um, but you could search online and find something similar. You could probably not, not have to pay someone to do it. You can do it yourself. Um, and you know, I use natural pest control, you know, sprays and essential oils for my dog. You have to be careful with cats. They can't process the same way dogs do. So do your, you know, due diligence, do your research. Um, I was good friends with a vet who, um, talked about how the chemicals that people run, you know, they, they, they pour it down the back of your, of the dogs to, um, keep fleas and ticks off are actually degrade the spinal column and, wow. and the bones in there. So finding a, a natural, more natural solution. Um, there's a company out of Austin that does some essential oils and sprays um, that are much more natural. I have nothing to do with this company, but I, um, I have been impressed with some of their products. It's called Wonderside and um, they sell online, probably on, you know, in multiple places. Start with your home, start with your diet, start with, you know, focusing on, um, you know, it can be really expensive to buy organic foods and sometimes it's not um, available in your area, but there are certain soaks that you can use like baking soda and vinegar. If you soak foods in um, a solution and I don't know the, you can find it online because it's um, commonly used. I think it's maybe a quart of water with, I, I don't measure. I just do a pour of vinegar and maybe a teaspoon of baking soda and let it soak your um, produce in it for 10 or 15 minutes. It will pull a lot of those pesticides out. So there are ways to mitigate that, even if you can't afford or aren't able to get some produce. Of course, that's not going to work with wheat <laughs> or something like that. So if you are a wheat eater, I um, highly encourage you to get um, organ only organic yes. um, grains uh, like that because of the desiccants that they that they use. Uh, and any other suggestions for how we can detoxify ourselves that we haven't yes. already? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. So one thing is they're not going away. That's the that that's the can be scary part. Yes. Um, the beautiful part though, is that with knowledge, we can do things and we can take steps to help mitigate the chemicals that we're exposed to. And this doesn't just apply to pesticides, right? It's heavy metals, it's yes. environmental chemicals, who knows, you know, we don't, we don't know what all these things right. are doing and especially not in combination. So sweating is one of the best things you can do. So saunas or taking hot baths, detox baths, your body, your skin is your biggest organ. So just 
moving around and sweating. So you can, you know, you obviously can sweat through exercise, but sweating through, you know, we, I have a portable sauna at my house and I do it a few times a week and I just try to sweat out as much as possible. Um, and then of course, if you do a sauna or a detox bath, you always want to rinse off afterwards. So you always want to get those chemicals off your, your body afterwards. A lot of people will take an Epsom salt bath, which is a great detox bath. It, it, it infuses magnesium into your system, but it also pulls toxins out and then just dries off, dry off afterwards. But that bath water has become toxic. So you want to make sure that you rinse off after you get out of the bath water. But um, there are all kinds of clay baths that you can buy. So you can be careful if you've got old plumbing, if you do clay baths, because they can, that clay can expand in your um, pipes. So you want to make sure you rinse it really well down the, down the drain. Um, baking soda is another one that people will add. Himalayan salt mm-hmm. is a great one. Um, borax. Some people will just take, put a cup of borax in the water and that pulls out some toxins as well. So there are definitely options around there if you don't have a tub. So I don't have a big enough tub at my house. You can do, um, make a foot bath, a really strong version of what you would bathe in and just stick your feet in that Mm -hmm. because those toxins will tend to fall down, um, you know, because they're heavier, especially metals, they'll tend to fall down. And then you've got those big pores on the bottoms of your feet. So if you put really hot water in, it opens up the pores Mm -hmm. and you have those, you know, the Epsom salt or borax or, um, baking soda in there, and it'll just pull those toxins out into the water and then rinse your feet afterwards. Mm -hmm. Great suggestions. We're, we're just about out of time. So I wanted you um, to tell the audience again how they could find you and uh, any closing suggestions. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Pat. I really appreciate you having me on here. We're very uh, grateful for what you're doing. You're, this is you. world changing. This is life changing. This thank saves you. lives. Well, thank you. Thank you. I And as with what you're doing, it's just getting the information out there for people. So I am, my name is Tracy Southwick. I am at uh, Heights of Health. So heightsofhealth.com, or if you're a practitioner and you're interested in learning more or want to become a natural health practitioner, my school, my academy is called Mind Body Spirit Release Academy. So mindbodyspiritrelease.com. That's another kind of leg of of what I do. Um, Really, you know, interestingly, one of the things I would recommend everybody doing if possible, um, just to help improve the health of their body is getting sunshine and grounding. And I know it's hard as the winter months come through, so you can get red lights, um, you know, in your house and for red lights to use, but connecting to the earth brings so many amazing electrons into our body to help reduce inflammation and help the body heal itself. And the sun is so unbelievably important. We are like solar panels. So you and I both wear glasses. We can't get all of the proper rays through our glasses. So if you wear glasses like we do, or even contacts, getting sun exposure early morning, late evening, where you don't have the damaging rays, but the life building, affirming rays of the sun are available during that time, do it without your glasses, do it with exposed skin without, if you can, if it's not too cold without sunscreen on. So one of my favorite things to do in the morning and in the evening is to go stand outside, um, in the grass 
or soil or concrete um, if you don't have access to grass, um, barefoot, grounding, and then take my glasses off and just, you know, scent, they call it sun gazing, but just connect to the sun and it's wonderful for your circadian rhythm and just triggering your body to Very be healthy. Good. We are so grateful for you and all your good words. Uh, tell the audience one more time how they can reach you. Hey, thank you, Pat, so much. It's Tracy Southwick at heightsofhealth.com or mindbodyspiritrelease.com. Very good. Thank you. If you want to contact us, and we're always pleased to hear from you, our whole, our address is wholemothershow at gmail.com. If you want to hear this show again or previous shows, years of previous shows, you can go to wholemothershow.com. Thank you to our engineers, to EJ, to Edward, to Eric. Thank you out there for listening to Whole Mother. I'm Pat Jones, and this is KPFD Houston. Why, oh why can't I